Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Yo, since Pat cut our water off, and this ugly motherfucker stole all our shit, how the fuck are we going to get in with Big L? How much you holding? Not a hell of a lot at the moment. Shit, we gonna have to study stuff. Until what? And we can't let shit fall apart. Not now. We need to go get our shit back from Lamar. I don't know how. Everybody got weaknesses, T. Even that crazy motherfucker. And I think I might know what one is, too. But you ain't gonna like it. I'm not even sure if I am either. What it do? My friends. What the business is? Really? Word on the street. Treasy known to handle him. What? Oh, you don't know Jeezy. Got it. <laughs> What'd you say though, Treasy? What? what it do? What the business is? Yeah, Word I know on that. the street. Treasy known to handle his. Well, if you knew it, then you would no. know I fucked up. I didn't even know what you were trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. You know what I was. Yeah, that's right. Because you don't know Jeezy. Got it. This is Grams of Snow, your favorite drug dealer. Uh, mafia by the end of this. <laughs> mafia related white collar crime rico anything rico related podcast i feel like i'm missing something there a drug dealer mafia oh street gangs street gangs because mm-hmm. we can cover street gangs too we can if we can cover white people in corporate america we can cover street gang yeah man um that makes a sound you, you know when i think about it man i'm i'm like what purpose do we serve in the ecosystem? Like, are we, is there any positivity that comes out of it, or is it just entertaining? I think it's entertaining, and we're pretty, I mean, we have, we're good, pretty good about history and snowfall we were. Okay. Um, we can be in BMF, and I think our intentions going forward are that. We've got plans. Yeah, we definitely got plans. Yeah, that's for and sure. And if people can watch a story about Goodfellas and Casino, yeah. what's the point of it, right? Just yeah. to tell those stories, they can hear ours too. Thank you, Six. Yeah, you make me feel better. I was feeling socially that irresponsible. That was not my intention. Oh, that's, that's good to know that it was not your intention. <laughs> You're not a good co-defendant like the rest of our listeners. I, <laughs> it's going to stick. Go on, it's going to stick. But, uh, yep, Grams of Snow podcast. We are here reviewing episode five of BMF on Stars. My pressure is high as fuck. What up, though? Why is your pressure? Your pressure high off television? <laughs> I can't. I, you know what? I'm if one you, of those people. Y- you like, get stressed off shows. I do. I'm one of those people who... If I was not doing a podcast about this show, mm-hmm. it would take me like a week to watch it. Well, I, I can't see you when real stress arrives then. Oh, I'm fine when real stress arrives because I have to deal with it in the moment. This is, I'm subjecting myself to it. Oh, subjective stress that you have a problem with. Yeah, because like, I don't know. And in, in real life when things happen, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Okay. But like watching TV shows where I don't know mm-hmm. and I can't sway what's going to happen. Right. Stresses me out. Uh, interesting. I'm one of those people who has like 
I have comfort shows that mm-hmm. I'll watch over and over and over again because mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. Is Martin on that list? Yes, actually. Okay, just making yeah. sure. And it's only four seasons of Martin, by the way. Uh, which ones are you not counting? What do you mean? There's only one through four. I, 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 I was watching Martin before I was paying attention to how many seasons were in a show, yeah. so I'm lost. There's no such thing as, as five seasons, as the fifth season of Martin. That's what I, that's the one where he goes missing. There's right? no such thing. What do you mean? That's there, what I that thought doesn't you exist. Meant. There is no that's season what I five. Thought you meant. There is no season five. That's what I thought you meant. Um, yeah, man. We in this thing. Uh, I watched Dune today. I know we're not a Dune podcast, we're but I, I watched Dune today, and I I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I'm gonna say this about this, and it's gonna be that because we're gonna do a kind of movie critics episode about it. Mm-hmm. So so if you guys you know are into movies and you want to hear things about movies and TV shows, you know, other TV shows that are not necessarily drug related and things of that nature. Or catch up on our recaps of a couple of shows. Right. Uh, tune into Kinda, K-I-N-D-A, Movie Critics. You can find it wherever you found this podcast. Yeah. Um, Dune, okay, if you're going to watch Dune, watch it in theaters. Okay. I know it's available on HBO Max, and I think that that's brilliant. I, I love the idea. It's kind. It kind of reminds me of the whole Nipsey, like, uh, proud to pay campaign where it's like when he dropped a hundred dollar album mm-hmm. and you know he had the hundred dollar tier then he had like the regular itunes tier yeah for like 10 you know 11 bucks for you know for the crenshaw album and then you know then he had the if you just wanted to download it for free mm-hmm. so you know his whole campaign was proud to pay he gives you tiers of choice to watch it i mean to listen to it and it's up to you to to delegate what level of support that you want to give to his thing and that was his thing. And never by choice, you know, uh, or by choice, not by force. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like HBO Max for that reason. What's happening with that? Where you got the some movies that are coming out in theaters plus HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I watch like Cry Macho on HBO Max. I'm not going to the movie theaters to see a Clint Eastwood movie. Right. Um, but Dune, oh boy. If you're going to watch it, watch it in theaters. Because there are some things in the sound design that happen that... And if you if you have an option, do the IMAX. Um, there's some things that happen in the sound design that just do not hit right if you're watching it on a TV that's all treble, no bass, yeah. and things of that nature. That's it. I'm off of it. Speaking of Hans Zimmer, I, yesterday, bought tickets to go see him in March in London. So Oh, really? That'll be fun. So is Hans Zimmer, on, he's the, he did the music on he did. He's Dune? the composer of the score, yeah. On Dune, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the score is killer. But um, yeah, the, specifically the sound design, though, like, oh my god! But but you're, that's dope. So you're going to where to see him? London. In, in London. Mm-hmm. And when? In March. Hans, Zim- March. Hans Zimmer's got to be like what, like eighty years old? I don't know. Uh, I know he still perform. He's it's a whole tour. He performs once a year. It would seem nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds very cultured of you, Six. I'm a little cultured. Mm, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Out of curiosity, what put you on a Hans Zimmer? I think I've always liked Hans Zimmer. Um, I'm, believe it or I mean, you know it, but I guess we're talking to people. I'm mm-hmm. a nerd. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've kind of always been into symphonies and orchestras and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, being into that kind of leads you to Hans Zimmer if you also like movies. Okay. Um, he scored most of your favorite movies as far as big ones. Um, big sound. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the recognizable things that people know from movies and, and the music they can recognize is by Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting into that. Hmm. And then I think it was a couple of days ago on the timeline, they were talking about him because of Dune mm-hmm. and someone posted, I didn't realize that he went on tour. 
Yeah, that's what I'm like, you just blew my mind. Yeah, and then someone posted a video of him playing a score live. And I was like, huh, I wonder if he still does this. And if he does, I want to go. And he did, so I'm going to go. When you say playing a score, you mean like Him conducting? in the symphony. No, yeah. he's playing. And what instrument did he play? Um, I think it was a percussion instrument. He was sitting while okay. he did it. Got it. But yeah, I mean, oh, he's also, I think he's also conducting. I don't know. It looked, there were clips of him conducting clips of him playing a percussion instrument yeah and like a conversation clip but yeah i was gonna say he must be a bad man if he's sitting down making all all them sounds with right two right. hands and two legs no but and a belly button i'm excited <laughs> you can I'm play instrument with the belly button yeah no, that, that sounds fun though yeah. like, all jokes aside that sounds really really fun man i hope i hope you enjoy yourself with that one because mm-hmm. uh, i didn't get an invite cool so yeah man bmf <laughs> episode five <laughs> i hate this man um, if you don't know, man, on uh, the A mic, which is this mic that's currently speaking, <laughs> she likes to curse in different languages. Today, I do. Today is Tagalog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you're listening to Young Treasy, aka Big Daddy Kane. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> I just get straight to the point. No masking it today. Big Daddy you Kane. You had to see his face to know why that was. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Over his shit. I'm 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 here for it. And uh, uh, across from me on the B mic, the uh, the multicultural cursing cursing machine. There. That's what I do. Young Six, aka Han Zimmer's favorite uh, <laughs> favorite patron, aka Snowy Bailey. Huh? That's why you can't tell niggas shit. That's why you <laughs> they won't use it against it. you, right? Yeah, that's why you won't invite they it. They use it against you, right? It's like five, not even three minutes later, I use it against like, you. Like, I'm sorry. It's but, like making fun of someone who eats salad. Look at this nigga eating a fucking salad. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? That's out of jealousy. But you ain't even here. I called you Snowy Bailey. You did call me Snowy Bailey mm, over you. I seen a video of Chloe Bailey making a beat. Mm hmm. And I said, yo, this girl right here. She's very talented. Is it, bro. Like, she's she's definitely worthy of the Beyonce cosign. And it's funny because Beyonce has let us know. Mm-hmm. And y'all didn't come here for this. I'm sorry. But yeah. he said the magic word. That she is quitting music. That B is quitting music. Her her last album is next year. Okay. If she, like her husband, that's not true. But I believe Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has been grooming Chloe and Hallie forever. Mm-hmm. And she is setting up Chloe perfectly to, to almost the inherit the beehive. Yeah, that's like a we fact. are being groomed to love her too. That's a fact. Yeah, she's gonna get it, and yeah. she and, and and she's going to maintain it properly. That's what I'll say about that. That's, that's if she I've relaxes, seen. I think so. I, I think she's twenty three years old. I think that's important to remember, and that the beehive, a lot of the beehive is older. Okay, and we have to remember that. That's crazy because I mean I don't I don't I well I I don't really think about her age to be honest, but. She doesn't, when I think about me at 23 and her at 23, two different people. Like, she's very, she seems very poised and composed and about, you know, like, I mean, as far knows as knows what she wants out of life. You know what I mean? No, no, absolutely. I don't, I'm not about her person at all. I oh, just okay. mean, like, she did a Nina Simone song and it had sexual in the window in her performance. Oh, nice. It's stuff like, it's stuff like that. Like, I think, but, but also she's 23. Oh, is that the one where she licked the mic? No, that was a song. That was a song that was probably appropriate for her to lick the mic. Oh, okay. But she was performing. I forget the name of the Nina Simone song, but it was like a melancholy song. And Got it. She's like gyrating on the stage, and it's like, oh, honey. But I get it. She's twenty three and finding her sexuality and doing it publicly. Yeah. And she, it's not a bad thing, but it's like, 
I'm about to be 33 years old. I get why this bothers me. Right. I'm not going to shame this little girl for being a little girl and doing what she needs. Right. Young adult. I'm sure. Her little girl. Right, right. I get what you mean. Yeah. But oh. it's stuff like that. The beehive has to remember she's 23 and most of us are in our 30s. So. I would imagine most of the beehive is about 23. No. Oh, oh the beehive is uh, an older demographic? Yeah, the because the beehive started when Beyonce was just went solo. Beyonce went solo like ten years ago. Yeah, but I would imagine that the beehive has been accumulating over time. Oh, we don't. We don't. Older really women don't really call oh, no, themselves beehive. No, no, them low, them low people don't. They don't matter. The the beehive is like Twitter. Okay. So you know how Twitter ain't really for nobody under thirty. We allow them to be there. Interesting. But it really ain't for them because they didn't make it. Okay. Like we built Twitter. Twitter really do belong to us. We just let them come and hang out with us sometimes. Wow. Didn't know the that. beehive is like that. Like, yeah, I get it. You hear, and that's fine. Yeah. But relax when grown folks talking. I didn't know these things. Yeah, yeah, Twelve yeah. minutes into the pod, and I didn't know these things. Yeah. And they did not come here to hear, to hear any yeah, of this. Yeah, nothing Sorry. about B. Dune, Hans Sorry. Zimmer. So about kidnapping children. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to what really matters. Yeah. <laughs> kidnapping the kids. Yeah. Sorry, uh, guys. I hate that podcast. So. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So uh, I think this is a perfect time to get into the way in six. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Hey, remember me? We got Zoe, even exchange. The stash you stole for your daughter. You crazy nigga? Fuck you crazy nigga? Go ahead nigga. Go ahead, fuck me up. Do it. And you never see your daughter again. Same thing if you try to make moves against us, I'll call the popo. Bitch ass nigga. All right, six. We here? We're here. For the weigh in? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to jump straight into it because we've held them in suspense long enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. This episode was half a brick to me. We agree. Okay, good. I thought you were going to come in here and, with the full brick nonsense. No, I think we, I don't know if we're going to agree on why, but we agree. Okay. We probably won't agree on why. Okay. I, um, this episode is a classic example to me of why some stories are really not meant to be told so close to them happening. Right. Mm -hmm. I felt that way about when they did Notorious. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I somewhat felt that way about Pac. But, you know, we it it was a longer span of time between Pac's story and so many other people try to tell Pac's story. I was okay with it. I I feel like the grace period that you have to have is at least 30 years between when something actually happens to when you document it with uh, biography based media. Now, documentaries and things like that, I totally get but when, okay, let me let me let me somewhat rephrase this. If the people that are directly involved with this, the thing that's going to be on screen is to be on screen, you got to give it more time. If they're producers on it, you got to give it more time. I felt like Straight Outta Compton was enough time. Okay, easy. He had passed. A lot of things had happened. Um, that that era is somewhat over. We're we're living in the shadows of it. But that era is over. So it's safe to tell this story, right? Mm-hmm. This episode remind me reminds me why it's just not cool to do it so close. Th- they are going out of their way to try to make, to try to justify everything Meech and T are doing. W- like without, like, without like criminal, like without indicting themselves. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like, okay, they kidnapped a kid. Mm-hmm. 
mastermind an entire plan where nobody got killed in order to get their stash back. And it worked. Okay. The streets ain't. So we do agree. Um, the, the streets, it don't work like that in the streets. Yeah. It don't, it don't clean up that well in the streets, but I get it. You, you got one brother still in prison and you got the other one with their foot making this to some degree. So you got to be, and then there's probably tons of people that are still alive from these incidences. So you got to be very, very, very careful about how you tell certain things. Now, let's just be clear. I, I wasn't here for none of this. I don't, you know, I don't know what happened. And th- this may have happened exactly how they said it happened. Right. And this very well may have. I don't believe it. I think it's cap. I think it's for entertainment purposes. And in the spirit of entertainment, they're just trying. They're going out of their way too far out of their way to make me believe that these guys are the most ethical drug dealers of all time. Right. And it's very it's getting obnoxious. Five episodes in is getting obnoxious to me. That 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 is why this episode to me is half a brick. Okay. Um. So for me, it's half a brick as well. It's going to be nice to say three quarters, but mm-hmm. no, it's a half. Mm-hmm. And I guess the same reason my I was going to say none of this is believable. Okay. But I guess I get what you're saying because it probably is about the politics. These men are still alive. Yes. Um, That little girl's still alive. Probably. Uh, Her mother's still alive. I don't think so, actually. Okay. But either way, her mom and dad are still alive. Like everyone. So I get it. Mm -hmm. But it's like you don't kidnap a little girl and she's cool all day long. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like even if she is okay to see. And she's like, what, 10 or 11? Yeah, I would say, yeah, that's probably a she great She knows guess. she's not supposed to be with Uncle Meech no more. Right. Her daddy been around. Right. She, she knows she should not be with him no more. Right. And she's not going to not kirk out at some point mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's happening. Um, This whole thing with Lamar losing his shit and not, somebody died. If this, if she really did get kidnapped, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything about it. Of course, why would I? Who would tell that story? Because right. no one went to jail for it. Right. And again, the disclaimer s- yeah. lets right. us know that some of this shit is is fake. Right. Air right. 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 Um. But someone, if the story is true, someone died. Okay. A couple, someone's died. Right. Right. As a like, repercussion, you think? Yeah. Well, let's be clear. There's going to be repercussion. But go ahead, though. Well, I think we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to um, that. But. Someone in someone got hurt very badly, mm-hmm. right. right? There's no way that even in the day, one, you don't keep a kid for a day. Mm-hmm. You don't get the information about where it stashes in a day, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like like what you were saying. Yeah. Just for me, my explanation was unbelievable, but I gave it the storytelling pass, right? Because I'm like, okay, some of this might not be true. Got it. Some of this might be true. I don't know these gentlemen, right? But yeah, a little too tidy for the god. Yeah. A little too tidy for the guy. And not saying that I wanted to see that young girl get killed. I really, I don't want that portion of things, but um, it's just no way that a plan works this nice and neat, full of a bunch of young dudes and street dudes and a lot of people getting money and egos and crack cocaine. Like none of that screams emotional intelligence. Down to how he left Pat. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, in the real story, it it was amicable, so How I follow him and Pat. Split. Yeah, so I follow mm-hmm. a gentleman on Instagram on Instagram on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, Val Town underscore V A L Town underscore. Okay. His whole um, Twitter feed is basically just stories about street gangs. Got it. And he did want BMF, 
And basically, the guy's name is E.D. What's his last name? Did he ever say his last name? W.E.B. Du Bois? Shut up. E.D. <laughs> is in dog. I got it. I just want to be stupid while you Googled. Yeah, I know. I'm not Googling. Or whatever you But doing. yeah, he calls him E.D. Uh-huh. And he basically realized, I can't support the work they're doing. Mm. And let them go. Okay. So all this bullshit about people dying and carrying on the new it didn't happen. Perhaps would the E.D. stand for Ed? No. <laughs> enough of you because i'm like wait no sometimes i'm dumb as fuck but sometimes you are as well that's true no it was just and and a lot of the beef the guys went through had nothing to do with them got it it was with pat or ed okay that's who people were actually beefing with but they were on front street got it so i'm my hope is that this episode is where they took a lot of poetic license okay because this doesn't happen this way and i don't want them I get what you're saying about waiting to tell these stories now. Yeah. Because if you're going to tell it to me, I want the actual story. Yeah. At, at least at least, um, as close to the truth as you possibly can. Right. Because you know? I want this to be poetic license. Yeah. If that's the case. Because like you said, if, th- if this is real and you're telling it like this five episodes in, mm-hmm. it's going to be a bunch of BS. Yes. If you keep going. Because they did stuff and things. I was, you, you cannot get onto the top of the... <laughs> coke crack game without doing things I, right th- that's the thing <laughs> that's the thing the bodies Let's are gonna pop up somewhere yeah. yeah so yeah so it, you know so they but i but i feel like that's what's gonna happen we're gonna go because i think we're only getting eight episodes of bmf this this season i'm pretty sure yeah okay so that means we've got what three more to go mm-hmm. and i feel like you just keep like you can't keep with this facade that these guys are gonna go out of their way to not be violent like to the point where they even had a speech about it when when T and and um, Meech were walking and yeah. he was just like, yo, you know you, you know B Mick killed this dude and you couldn't hold it together when he was doing such now and you such. Blow somebody now you want to blow somebody? Cut it out, <laughs> you know. Quit pump faking T and all this other stuff. He's it's just it's, it's getting obnoxious to me. But I mean, it's still entertaining show. Just that part of it's getting obnoxious. So good we we agree on half a brick then. yeah all right well let's get to the proceedings then. yeah <laughs> i want you to find when meach and terry lay their fucking heads i find their mama their daddy their sister their drunk ass uncle their big titty auntie nigga i don't give a fuck you knew this a blowback when you snatched they stash pulling niggas off the street take money out our pockets man i don't give a shit about no money nigga they snatched my daughter so we are officially into breakdown territory because we were just kind of, we were stutter stepping around. There was so much I wanted to say, but I kind of wanted to say for the breakdown. I appreciate you. Um, uh, Let's start with Pat, because I know that you're going to speed past that. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> you you have see, so much to you say. Can, you can see and it once in my you, gaze. And I feel like this is one of those podcasts where I can't stop you. Okay. So we're going to, we might go in order this time, guys, <laughs> just it. to make sure that we cover things. Got it. What do you want to say about this nut house? So whatever's going on with Pat. Mm-hmm. I'm still holding on to that Pat has to die in this version of events. Okay. Um, and if he doesn't, I feel like this, this episode is a true foundational setup for the boys leaving. Mm. Cause we know they leave. Yes. Um, and again, sorry, I did a little research. Okay. So the, the reason they leave is because of Leighton Simon, who is Lamar's character. Leighton Simon. And he was Leighton like rhymes with Satan. Yes. <laughs> and he, Satan Lyman really and is probably his real name. Equally as nutty. Right. Like okay. Lamar is a nice version 
of the oh, actual Mr. Satan gentleman. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like it's it's pretty fucking nuts looking into that. Got but it. Okay. Whatever happened here and, and again, you can't find what actually happened because it actually yeah, street happened. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened here uh-huh. is why the boys left. Okay. So a l- l- lot of drama. Yes, a lot of More, drama. As, Lots of the drama. As Prodigy would say, oh, I'm going to say this is, this is, I'm sorry, off topic, but on topic, but then off topic again. As Prodigy would say, more drama than the Baldwins. And then that's just a quick shout out to apparently without what the trauma that happened with Alec Baldwin, which I don't want to get into. I just want to say that was tragic. Rest in peace to the young lady, to the, to the DP. That was a wild situation, Alec Baldwin, but yeah, more drama than the Baldwin's. You still are important. Very Um, go go for it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But so they leave because of this in in the true story. So I feel like this is their version of setting that um, thing up, Mm -hmm. but Pat has to go. Okay. Pat threatened him again, mm-hmm. said he's excommunicated. What the fuck does that mean? You ain't got no drugs. That was, a lot, that was a big word for a drug dealer. But who gives a fuck? What are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because then you tried to pay a cop who said, boy, fuck you. Yeah. Like, it's just. In this version of events, either Pat's going to leave himself mm-hmm. or Pat's going to try them and they're going to have to smoke him. Well, I, so I looked and at that And who was scene. the girl? Who was this big bitch who's watching walk, um, watch the door? Oh, I don't know. Like, she 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 about that she about that action though. She it seemed like she is. She looked like Baby D. <laughs> that's what I, thought. I was definitely about to yeah. say. That was like Lady of Rage. I think she that's, looked that's like what, Baby D. Yeah, yeah, Lady that's of Rage. Later. Yeah, she got all Shout the out snacks. to Virginia. Um, you know she from Farmville, Virginia. Shut up! I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Lady Real from Farmville, Virginia. Y'all really owe Virginia and Detroit a lot. I ain't gonna hold you. I hold you. I I tried to tell y'all, man, Virginia. When it's it comes to music, it's definitely something. To shout out to your shirt. It's something in the water. She wearing. I was wearing. I was wearing my something in the water hoodie. Every time I wear my something in the water hoodie, it, it's a conversation starter, mm-hmm. right? Like, like people don't realize it was the biggest. It was the biggest music festival we've ever had in Virginia. You know what's crazy? From, from Pharrell. My birthday or, falls on something in the water weekend, or what would have been. I was out of the country, right? Yeah, you missed it. But and I, my thought was, oh well, you know, the next one when it comes, COVID, and here. And here come the fucking Commonwealth acting like the fucking Commonwealth. So Pharrell said, you're not going to listen. Yeah. You're not going to feel. Y'all can't handle nice things. Yeah. You can't handle more. But That's shout out it. to Pharrell. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to wear my sweatshirts anymore because of that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mint them because they are now a moment in history. Yeah. <clears throat> and from what I understand, there was a big batch of merch that actually got fucked up that they had to like throw away. So if anybody found has any of those pieces of merch hit our line that are like uh you know something misspelled or something like that it's probably it if somebody can get their hands on that it's probably worth something crazy but yeah. anyway oh, I should, um, all right i'm gonna shadow box this shirt i never thought of that but you're right yeah yeah um yeah so something in the water ain't coming back um i agree i think i think pat opened up a bigger can of worms mm-hmm. um so i don't think i don't think he's gonna die i think now he has the problem he has problem with law enforcement um and, and I feel like that's going to be more of his fate than the actual death. Because let's be clear, of course, T and them are not going to kill him because these guys are the most ethical, uh, you know, the most well-to-do drug dealers of all time. I was excited. I ain't going to hold you. Uh-huh. I was excited for that in this show. For what? To see them getting in some action? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the BMF story. I wanted to see it. Yeah. 
So I feel kind of let down, but keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and but the thing is, that's see, that's the part where I got to be very, very, very careful. Because the thing is, is that maybe they don't have any bodies up to this point. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they walked out of this unscathed, minus what happened with Meech and the thing with Wolf. Maybe they did walk out of this unscathed, like you know. Because I guess if you think about the last conversation in the house, which was a whole, it was a, it was supposed to be a good scene, but it was horribly done. Mm-hmm. When him and Meech, when Meech and T were talking about everything that's happened, and then Mama walks in and drops the glass. Yeah. It was that was that was a very poorly put together scene. Um, but m- maybe that maybe what T was saying in that kind of sums it up, which is, yeah, maybe we didn't pull the triggers, but we're responsible for all these bodies. Yeah. So maybe it is like that where it's like there is bodies, but they just literally did not pull the triggers themselves. Which I guess would embolden them and again, set them up to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing so, that they leave this whole episode is about that for me now. Yeah, this it does. I mean, because even down to what's the dude Tiny that almost got choked out with the belt MMA yeah. style. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you know, I know some people outside the hood that could, you know, so right. That sounds like the bridge between, you know, outside of these three areas that they selling into, um, you know, getting outside of the D pause, right? You know, getting into the rest of the Midwest and then beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay, okay. I'm not. So is that all you want to talk about with Pat? Yeah, I'm gonna let you loose now, but I wanted to make sure that we cover Pat. <laughs> no, I can see it in your eyes. It ain't no loose. To it's get gonna be to. one of those episodes where I gotta, hey, it's hey, not. Yeah. I actually, I actually, putting on my nostril Domus hat from a few oh, episodes God. ago, I have a feeling this is actually gonna be a very efficient episode. Okay, I, I'll be surprised if we get over an hour. Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I'm lying. This is definitely gonna be more than an hour. I'm lying. Yeah, I'm, no, lying. I'm just going with him at this point, because. Um, so, what do you think about this earring situation? What, okay, so and what I'm talking, I mean, everybody should have seen this, but yeah. in, in case you haven't, um, that math guy, the oh th- that guy, he's Where'd from he Virginia. Shut up. Yeah, that's my man Angelo. Shout out to Angelo Reyes. I, hey, Angelo. I was looking at he's a, and he's a good little actor, Filipino dude from this. You know, we got a high population of Filipinos in Southeast yeah. Virginia. Um, Angelo Reyes is a, a, a he's a really good actor. I think he's one of the best from this area. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was, but I wasn't surprised to see him in this. Um, and he's been at the grind very, very, very long for a long time. But, you know, I saw the dude doing the quirky master. I was like, God damn, that really looks like Angelo. <laughs> and then, and then the, the credits came up and his name came. Out. I was like, oh, it, it definitely was Angelo. Um, yeah, that was that whole thing was weird. You got this, you know, <laughs> this Rain Man guy. Def, def, definitely was a Rain Man. Def, definitely was a Rain Man. You're right. <laughs> but, um, no, what I'm talking about is when... Um, coach's partner, mm-hmm. we, you know, came back and was like, "Yo, we're missing an earring. We're missing an earring." Yeah. Okay. Were they? W- was it really missing, or did his partner plant it in the car? I didn't even think of that. I, I, the first vibe that I, because he showed up right there when he was looking through the car. What's up? You looking for something? Oh, let me help you find it. Yeah, mm. I feel like he. I feel like he planned. So a lot of people were doing a lot of like. There was a lot of. Okay, this episode did this well. There was a lot of things that happened that you didn't. I think most viewers probably didn't realize were happening. Okay. Right. So the earring is one of them. Yeah, I never. It didn't cross my mind at all that Lopez is setting him up. Yeah, it makes sense, but it never crossed my mind. I, and, and yeah, and because I think I think. It's beyond a hunch now. Right? I mean, we saw him at the end. He was basically 
stalking his partner and then he yeah. saw him with Meech. Yeah. So he's had a gut feeling, you know, and he's right on it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he's following so. it up, you know, and he's empowered by whatever's going on with Drano, obviously. Yeah. So, um, so all his overtime of like watching this dude from what looked like 10 feet away. <laughs> like, like, how did you not see him? But whatever. <laughs> uh, so all this overtime stalking overtime off hours is, is paid for by this Drano operation. Uh, I, I would imagine. Um, something else that happened in this episode that I don't think like putting it together is it is a, is a it, it just wasn't in front of us okay okay um meech was low-key brilliant this episode I, like i talked all that shit about the plan and everything being clean but his plan revealed a lot of things oh yeah the plan was brilliant i think we just know too much to right. believe it okay it's very it's a very brilliant plan because i did not know that Demetrius Flinnery is mm-hmm. who he is. Okay. Was and is. He's a reformed man. He's been in jail. He found God. Right. Um, and got a lot of muscles. All that. Yeah. All that. Still got the brace. God, God love him. He'll be home soon. Free Big Meech. Yeah. Um, and Southwest T is actually, I follow him on Instagram now. Okay. He's a really funny uncle of a guy. Okay. But he still got that old school Detroit player in him. Got it. If I didn't know that existed, I'd believe this story. Okay. Okay. But I know who they actually were and are. Okay. So that's why I don't believe it. But go ahead. Got it. Yeah. All right. Because I think it was brilliant too. So the plan he put together, he kidnaps the girl for a day. And we're going to get back to how Monique is letting everybody she fuck call her, let her daughter call them uncle or daddy. We're going to get back to that because Monique is toxic. She's Uh, a sick bitch. We're going to get back to that. It's, it's them bitches with all them leg tricks you gotta watch they know them tricks yeah. for a reason leg up <laughs> they, they them, with the thumb in the butt they know them tricks for a reason yeah. but I will say it was smart that he went and got her too yeah 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 of course yeah. and you know cause he knew he's not gonna hurt the girl he's and it's clean girl. she's not gonna raise a fuss at first there you go yeah. so kidnaps her takes her to Kato's crib okay boom that didn't work out kidnap slick and basically say to Slick, listen, you can either walk away with her and give me the stash or I can send niggas her head. And say it's your fault. Say it's your fault because all I want to, you know, you had a chance to save it and, and you didn't do it. Because I know what you actually scared of. Right. Is, this ain't about loyalty or holding down your crew. Right. That nigga Lamar is a nutcase. Right. You and I both know it. And that's what it is. Yeah. So, so I'm going to tell you, Slick's. Slick's points went down a few notches. I was calling him a killer. He might be a pussy. Yeah. He might be a bit. pussy. A little bit. Because how you get took like that? You a grown man. How you get kidnapped? Yeah. With a gun in your hand. Right. He might be a pussy. Um, we going to visit that too. And Right. And, and, and you know, I'm a civilian. So listen, his pussy is, you know, my nah, you, whatever. No, no. If you get kidnapped <laughs> with, a gun in, with a weapon in your hand, yeah. you pussy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Like so you, you got kidnapped. With a weapon, With a weapon in, in your, your hand. hand. Got it. Nah. Um, I'm going to tell you the piece of the plan. Because the plan was pretty obvious, right? Yeah. We, uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you the piece of the plan that slipped past your head, Six. Past mine? I'm going to tell you the piece of the plan that slipped past your head, you Six. sure it slipped past? Well, let's see. No, no, no. No, no. Because no, you slick. Right. You're going to be say, saying to you, like, oh, yeah, I knew it. The whole let's time. See. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> like, let's see. You want me to tell you what else Meech found out in this episode? He found out Kato was the snake. Yes. I, I was gonna bring no. I was gonna, <laughs> no, I really was gonna bring that up. You was gonna bring that up you was gonna because bring that up. he took her out. 
because at first, because I had to watch that part twice. Okay. Because I backed it. I was like, wait, how does nigga know? Just all of a sudden, he came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's not all of a sudden. Did he leave? Yeah. No, he probably didn't. Or he was probably driving around waiting because he already had his suspicions. Because yeah. he still suspected her from when the stash got snatched. Yeah. He definitely suspected her. And now they know that Lamar did it and she's the only person who nobody can account for. Right. So smart money is, I'm going to bring this little girl to you. Uh-huh. Let's see what happens after I do it. Yeah. And and Lamar, she was bait. The girl was bait. Mm-hmm. The real plan was, it was it was. One bird, no, three that, stones. Again, say, no, that was still the real plan. Yeah, that was a, real plan. A couple things were accomplished. Right, a couple things were accomplished. He got three, three, three birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and he definitely used Zoe as bait to fish, big fish Lamar out. Yeah, and um, Cato with that long ass coiled cord with her phone. Idiot. That was, you know, I mean. It wasn't hard to tell at that moment. Right. Oh, you just take this phone all the way to the... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you come out talking about Tell Cuzzo. Yeah. Tell you queen. Right. Kato, Kato was losing her shit this episode. And I stand by B. Mick is going to have to pop her top off. It's going to be B. Mick that do it. Okay. Yeah. That I stand by that. But yeah, man. Okay. So so you, you caught that too. But maybe our listeners didn't. But yeah. Meech... In taking Zoe and taking Zoe to Kato's house, I believe that he stood watch on that house. Mm -hmm. And the moment Lamar popped up, he went to the back, got Zoe, got the hell up out of there, and proceeded on with plan plan two. Yeah, because where did he even have to go? Yeah, that's what what I'm saying. Like Because, see, in Kato's look when she came back in was the tip-off. Because it was like, oh, I'm surprised she's not. She was supposed to be in here, and she's not. Right. How the fuck did she get out? And then she, you know, she looks and she sees Meech, and then she she covers Meech's ass. But then she also was like, so we gonna go get these motherfuckers? Not even that. I, that wasn't the damning part to me. I thought that was just to cover his ass, right, to make herself look good to Lamar. I thought the damning part was when Lamar asked, like very vulnerably, "You sure he wouldn't hurt my daughter?" Right. And she said, "I don't know." Right. That's crazy. Okay, just explain why you think it's crazy. It's one thing, because I get, I mean, she's a snake either way, but I understand why she would ask, are we going to go get them? Mm-hmm. For two reasons. One, you need to let, not let him look out the window. Mm-hmm. And two, you need to seem interested, like you are invested in his daughter, mm-hmm. which I mean, she probably is. That's in somewhat relation to her, it would seem, or some well, She says she don't fuck with kids. No, but I mean, like, her and Lamar have some relation, be it a fake uncle, be it an actual friend, whatever. And it's a child, so. Right. But also, I already said that, that he can't see Meech outside. Right. But when he asked, would he hurt my child? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say no. To give everybody some time to cool it, like. But let me tell you what saying no does. Saying no that he won't hurt your kid gives doesn't makes Lamar not give the stash the you're thing right, you're up. Right, you're right. You know what I'm saying? True. Because it, but but however, to your point though, him saying I or her Cato saying I don't know might put pressure on, you know, could have put the Flannerys in trouble. 
right. the family because now it's like, okay, now I got to do something really extreme right. to get this back, you know what I'm saying, to get this girl back. So uh, so you, you do have a point there, but I, but I believe that's why she said, I don't know, is because she had to create that sense of urgency of like, yo, you, that, you yeah. could you could lose this girl, bro. True. <laughs> you know, so True. you know, do what you got to do to rectify it. And then he's what makes him crazy though is he called and he was still like, do whatever the fuck you gonna do. Like, oh, so you gamble with her life? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but but again, that's not her daughter. That's not his daughter. So you can't tell him that. I know, but but I would imagine you can cut that on and off. Child, you know. Apparently, Monique gonna tell him. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, Monique is wild. Like she wild. Uncle Meech. This nigga call her daddy. So now they snow brothers? Eskimo brothers? Is that how that go? I hate it. <laughs> they Eskimo brothers? They actually are Eskimo brothers. Yeah, very much. Um, <laughs> but Monique is is nuts. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. First of all, I don't I don't know how other women run their things. And again, I don't have any children. Okay. If I go to see my child's alleged father. Mm-hmm. And Alleged. <laughs> and his response to me is that my ex mm-hmm. took her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nobody is resting. Right. I'm not resting. I don't hear that voicemail. You want to know why? Because mm. I ain't home. You want to know why? Because I both these niggas heads. Okay. I want both their heads. That's a fact. Not if you don't. He don't need to go look for Meech no more. Right. I got it. Sit down. I'll be back. <laughs> hey. Well, explain to me from a woman's perspective. Why is she mad at Lamar? She's mad at Lamar for putting her in this position. I do understand that. I'm making jokes, but he'd be happy out of my life too. Because your street shit or whatever, Mm -hmm. your job is to keep it on the street. Mm -hmm. The second it crosses this threshold, you're not doing what you need to do. If you're going to accept this role, that's cool. But you have to learn how to keep it outside. Mm -hmm. We can never be affected by it negatively. But she, but she said something. She said both of y'all be lying more than you breathe. Women just like calling niggas liars. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so you're you're basically saying there's no. All right. She's just can, saying y'all don't keep your word. Like she's always called Lamar a liar, saying he's not punctual. He doesn't do what he says he's gonna do. You right. always say you can come around and you don't stuff like that. I just okay. I think that was just a woman being An a woman. Extension of that. Yeah. Okay. But no, I think that what happened is you got not even just me caught up in it. Mm-hmm. You got the baby caught up in it. That's a fact. And at this point, both you niggas can go. I'll cut if you want to call them losses. That's fine. But neither one of y'all can be. I don't want this to be a weakness for either of you. Yeah. It can't be your weakness. It can't be his strength. So both y'all got to go. Where's the accountability from her, though? No, no, Non-existent. Okay. Non-existent. You're with me on this. Yeah. No, no. It's okay. his bitch fault. Be, right. Yeah. I mean, not, it's not, not her totally. Fault, right. But, but, but you knew what he did. You knew what he was part of. You knew how that could affect you and your family. Mm-hmm. You, but you didn't put that on the forefront. You put the necklace and things on the forefront. Yeah, I think it's a risk that you take. But mm-hmm. I think that, and I'm not absolving her of entering herself and her child into that risk. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But I think also when people do that, mm-hmm. I am putting onus on them mm-hmm. to to keep that barrier very thick and high. Yeah. And he didn't. Right. I right. Get and that. I think her taking that risk was her saying, I'm trusting you to keep that barrier thick and high. Right. And you didn't. So you have to go. I And and, and that part, honestly, I totally get. Yeah. I totally get that part. Yeah. But I do agree. Uh-huh. Bitch, you got yourself into this because you seem to have a thing okay. for drug dealers meeting your child. Okay. And we still don't know her situation with Pat. 
Still. We they they still haven't I doubled back. I think we made on. it up. I ain't gonna hold you. I think that they just needed an extra in that scene. Cause it, oh, cause no, we didn't make it up. They no, put her next to Pat. Yeah, but I think it's we haven't seen anything even close to it yet. Yeah, but how, but then that's a big slip up on their part on some on some script supervisor part because how did why does she why is she there? I think that we lauded the show in the beginning with in one and two episodes, mm-hmm. forgetting that it's still a fifty cent production. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, no, 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 and not even in a bad way, right? <laughs> right, right but because right. Power was a good show, yeah. but it was incredulous. Oh, oh, hit me with that definition real quick. Incredulous. Um, too insane to believe. Too, okay, got it. Got it's it, got too it. much, right? Right. Even like we're seeing in this episode, it's too much. Okay. But I think that there are places for those stories to be told. It's okay if it's too much. We watch dumbass shit about white drug deals all the time. In facts, facts. Right. Facts. So I think that we may have to realize this is biopic adjacent okay and be okay with that you I say think, biopic i did is that what it is i never i thought it was always biopic but it could be biopic i imagine I've, I've heard it's either. two ways yeah. i imagine it's either mm, tomato, advertisement tomato advertisement like right that. right um but i think that we us specifically because uh-huh. you have turned me into quite the film person hey. yeah people have commented why do you notice that <laughs> oh yeah that's uh, yeah but so i i think we need to realize that give her some grace yeah okay and understand it's still a story being told alongside some things that might be true right okay well i'm willing to give them grace but i'm just gonna if i am giving them grace i have to acknowledge that was a big fuck up yeah it was a waste yeah that was a big fuck and they could have done something with it but but i don't think it was i don't think it was a fuck up i think i think it's going to show especially now okay because what we okay what we know about what they're showing us Spit it out. I know I'm fucking <laughs> up left and right. What they're leading us to believe about Monique, at least what they're showing us with empirical evidence, is that she has to be holding on to one branch to let it go of another. So like she was fucking with Meech, and then Lamar came and so she stopped fucking with Meech, but she had Lamar to grab onto. Now she stopped fucking with Meech and Lamar. Mm-hmm. So is there another branch for her to grab onto? Is that where Pat comes in the picture now because he's trying to get the Meech? Or- and she can be bought. She can be bought, yeah. and she does have a. She now has a negative uh, feeling about Meech. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A negative. She she is now an, an enemy of Meech, and Pat is also an enemy of Meech. So yeah, my enemy enemy's of, enemy is my friend. There you go. Yeah. So now you know she might go run crying to Pat, and then that may be the end to fuck with Meech, right? I don't know if she does that because that again puts her. Da- Meech has already kidnapped her daughter once. So I would file that under. I'm going to kill this nigga, right? Like, you kidnapped my daughter, whether it was good or bad. You involved her. And you yeah. know what they say about involving women and children. Yeah, but I think that... And maybe this is where I'm pussy. Okay. Because if I can't get you immediately, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not taking that risk again with my baby. Okay. You know what I mean? Got it. Um, I think it'd be one thing in today's age and time mm-hmm. to do that, where you can keep a little closer eye on your kid, right? But right. he went to pick her up from school and nobody heard from her. Yeah. It's not like now where she could have called her mom on her own phone or text her mom, hey, did you tell Uncle Meech to pick me up? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if back then you take that chance twice. Got it. Oh, she couldn't use the payphone right next to conveniently placed next to the, the school? Right. <laughs> I think it's a real thing, though. A payphone next to a school like that? That was yeah. a real thing? That's not crazy to me. That's not crazy? Okay. No. That's a little wild to me, even being like a and it's even, it's, an 80s baby. But. And it's downtown, though, like the placement of it. And it's in a city. Okay. I'm going to let that live then. I'm going to yeah. let that live. That, that felt a little awkward to me, but. I mean, right. it could be, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So we we putting the Pat 
Pat slash Mo conversation on the shelf for right now. For right now. Okay. We'll see. All right. Uh, I covered the earring. We covered Cato. Um, what happens to Cato? Cato, uh, well, she's, I mean, Meech knows that she was the mole. So Cato has to die. Does she die or does she become an informant on the other side now? Because I think that Cato can also be, I think Cato just wants power, like you said. An informant for who? The police? No, 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 no. That was a really strong word to use. <laughs> Do they now get information from her? Who? The 50 boys. Oh, about Lamar? About anything that she was doing. Possibly Lamar, yeah, but I, I want to know more about her story, how that even happened. I, I don't think so. I don't think that Meech is trying to ask too many questions at this point. I think I Meech, think he it, might Meech ain't so much in charge right now. If uh, Meech tell yeah. T, T got questions. Well T like her even less than Meech like her. That's what I'm saying. But so what I'm saying is T T will give you a chance okay. before he decides to kick your ass. We got to give T that. Got it. T don't mind whooping your ass, but he's going to give you every opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got to earn your ass whooping with T. Got it. But once you earn it. Oh, buddy. He's going to tie you to a paid, chair and lay you down on the floor. Paid in full. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, again, if they're leading us to believe that these guys have never pulled the trigger uh, up to this point, then they're going to, he's going to make another harebrained scheme to get her taken out of here. Pinky in the fucking brain. Yeah. Um, that's, that would be my assumption, but I just, I, I do think B Mickey's at the end of the rope because I feel like, okay, she got the call to come to the crib at B Mickey's crib. And then B Mickey sort of had a stuck face. Like, I don't know if he had this face like, damn, are you fucking Meech? Is that what's going on? Like when she got the page from Meech, the nine, the nine hundred. He was like, number? "Why is Meech paging?" Exactly. Yeah, he's like, so, that's Meech. What he want? Yeah. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's a. Are you fucking Meech face? I don't think it's a, are you fucking Meech face. Okay, so what was that face? I think it was. What does Meech know that I don't? Why would because okay. that that's not normally. Why would Meech call her? Right. Why would Meech call her? Right. Meech don't even halfway like her. Right. And he knows that. He knows that Meech suspects her of talking about where the stash was right he just had to convince me that it wasn't her Got or it. attempt to and now you're paging her what do you got to do to her oh me's definitely gonna make b mickey kill her bro me's gonna make b mickey kill her bro yeah yeah i think that's what's gonna happen me's gonna make b, he gonna me's gonna make b mickey do it because now he got to prove himself that you want in on it yes and then all and he gonna hold he gonna hold J Mo murder up to him to for for the uh yeah you like pulling triggers nigga yeah yeah, yeah. so you don't do this I'm gonna make sure the police know that you the nigga who smoked J Mo they looking for him right now anyway you know like so I feel like he gonna pull but it's consistent he's pulling strings to get a hit done without his hands getting dirty because again they're trying to absolve this man and these guys of any physical crimes yeah so that way there's nothing to send them back to prison for I would imagine that's probably part of the. Uh, the deal of letting them use the use their likeness, and that's probably why everyone else's name is fake, that's except correct. for Meech and Terry. Okay, that's that's confirmed. Everybody else's name is fake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, their mom and dad are the same. Like the Flannery family, that's it's, their actual names. Right. Everyone around them's name is fake. It's an alias. Got it. Yeah. And, and, or not an alias, but just a character's yeah, name versus character their actual name. Because B. Mickey's the person who plays him is a person. The person he is portraying is a guy named D. Meeks. Okay. Who ends up taking over for the 50 boys when they leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Jeez. 
All right, so you've been deep diving. I told you. That's what's up, man. I ain't mad at that. One of us had to know about this, and I figure I should carry my weight somehow around here. <laughs> you carry your weight just fine. Do I? Um, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm kind of making it a point not not to go on too far. I'm not trying to but, go too far. I'm trying to go by episode by episode. So like, I'll look up questions that I have about it. the episode. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe I should start doing that too. Yeah. Um, the whole medical disposition or deposition thing and the settlement. Terry, cut it out. Cut it out. I mean, take the take the twenty five k, bro. And if you want to tell your parents fifty, give them another twenty five. You said you make it in a day. Yeah, you know. Um, All you're gonna do is give it to your mama. I, I don't even get what this is about. To be honest, the man got shot in the eye. Uh, I, I would imagine that trying to restore or rehabilitate somebody's eye in the 80s Not a thing. is probably very hard. <laughs> like, it's probably a hard thing now if somebody shot your eye out to make sure that it gets put back in place correctly. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive because apparently that really happened. I'm not trying to be insensitive at all, yeah. but it just, I don't understand. I don't understand how to hold a, a hospital liable for getting shot in the eye. And they did the best that they can do to restore your eye. No, they did fuck up his eye. Okay, they did fuck up his it, eye. It is malpractice, what happened. Okay. But I'm talking about the um, digging into it. Oh, got it, got it, got it. You sell drugs. Yeah. Like a lot of them. Yeah. Like a great a great many of yeah. them. Yeah, got it. And they, <clears throat> excuse me, and they just told you they know. Mm-hmm. Take 25 grand, shut up. Yeah, the cops. The hospital know, not even the cops. You understand? So imagine what the cops know. Well, they don't How know How the shit. hospital know more than the cops? Because the hospital has good lawyers. The, cop, the um, DPD has just the people on payroll. They got private. Oh, so, oh, so if you want a crime solved, file an insurance claim. Yes. And then they will actually, put private investigators on it. If you have enough money to pay the right lawyers, that's yeah. actually very much the truth. Yeah, so, so, they, need to, so they need to say... They should have filed an insurance claim against the car that got shot with Pac, and then they would have their own investigation to figure out what happened. Dead ass, and yeah. the other, the opposite insurance company would have to avoid having to pay for it. Right. Uh, let's say this is again incredulous, but let's just say that whoever owned the car decided to try and um, sue because it got damaged. Right. The other people or the other company is going to look to find every way not to have to pay for it. Right. So when these people show you fucking slides, like it's. I mean, it is the 1980s, yeah. but slides of you getting out of a brand new Benz. And imagine a Benz costing $30,000. My God, today, yeah, inflation that, is a motherfucker. Inflation is crazy. Um, it's a tool of the devil, I tell you. Child, my yeah. car, $30,000. It is not a Benz. Yeah. But imagine mm-hmm. a, an arbitration being shown your Benz and Rolex mm-hmm. and your mama work at Wendy's. Yeah. Take Wild. the twenty five grand and give it to your mother. Wild. Just go away. Just shut up. They showed him them slides on microfish. On, <laughs> on the things that you used to write on when your teacher brought out in the nineties. Yeah. Like was it projector onto the, the board? Projector just, yeah. But, nah, they had they had to jump when you hit the button and the slide turned. That's that's even more in detail than like, uh, than the than the overhead projector. So that's, that's what they had, overhead projector. They had microfish, dog. Like, you know how much money it costs to put something on microfish? A lot, I would um, imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> like, I kind of want to put pictures on microfish now. Yeah, um, that shit wild, fam. But just, little nigga, you and this rat tail. Yeah, yeah, that little, that little shitty rat tail. <laughs> Take this 25 grand. 
<laughs> Give it to your mom and carry your goddamn. We do with all these jokes, all jokes aside. This this nigga a real person, man. That where a lot of this probably really yo Southwest T, man. This is all jokes, man. No, actually, Southwest T is really joking. I think he'd probably appreciate it. Oh, okay, cool. Just from seeing who he is on, on the internet, cool. He's Don't, really funny. I'm not trying to get tied up. And go for ice cream with extra marshmallows. I'm good on Rocky that. Rocky Road Sunday, please. <laughs> extra, extra marshmallows? <laughs> right. Like, Demetrius, <laughs> yo, enough. We gonna go on an adventure? Like, yo, fam, she's 11, not four. You understand? <laughs> now, to buckle up, because we about to go on an adventure. Like. <laughs> oh, season man. Season two will be better as far as acting goes. Oh, sure. man. I'm I'm certain, I'm I hope, certain. yeah, he got to tighten up, man. I hope Euphoria get him in shape. I He's learned a lot, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, uh, Lamar choked out tiny. We kind of mm-hmm. we kind of grazed on that. I was when they showed the overhead shot after he let the belt loose. I thought he was gonna spank him. I did too. And I was I like, was like, oh, oh that's crazy. It was yes. like on Baby Boy. Beat his he ass. Started, <laughs> he yes. started beating, started whipping him. But he I did like, not. If you really want to embarrass a nigga, that's what you do. Missed opportunity. Yeah, he did. Uh, what else here? What does that mean for the 12th Street though? Uh, I mean, 12th Street, uh, Lamar's emotional. He's putting this whole situation, this, this whole thing is about to spiral him down a place where he doesn't care about the business because he halfway didn't care about the business anyway. Yeah. He cared about the reputation. But now he's lost both. Right. He's definitely not about the business. Tiny doing his thing behind, the, you know, doing his thing, right? Getting his getting his work from uh from and him now. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, I think pretty much the, the idea of the 12th Street Boys goes down a drain because it's about to turn into war. Yeah. And it, no one's loyal to him. Yeah. It's just, fear. It's not loyalty right. or desire. Right. Did, in your research, did this Satan, um, Satan, what's his name? <laughs> Leighton Simon. <laughs> Satan Lyman. Did he, uh, <laughs> did, is he still alive or did he die? That I did not see. Okay. I would imagine this guy's. I mean, you can't be a terror for like three decades, fam. Like, even people go. live forever, you know that. That's true, but you know, um, what else happened here, man? That I have on my notes. Uh, yeah, slick was. Ugh, I don't know. I was, I was, I was feeling it when he was like, pause. I was feeling it when he was getting whipped, and he was like not giving it up. I thought that was good. It was humorous. Yeah, all of that stuff. But the thing that made him give give it, it's just like this made you give it up, bro. Like bringing the child, you don't have no attachment to this kid. You'd be like, hey, slit her neck. But he has an attachment to Lamar. Yeah, but he's the only person with an attachment to Lamar. I'm gonna be honest. That didn't feel like a strong enough. That didn't feel like a strong enough reason to just give it up. He would have died if he used to believe Meech because he he doesn't know Meech, yeah. right? He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this little girl's head off. And if someone gets kidnapped, you your first thought is they're going to kill them. Yeah. He doesn't know that it's not going to be a real issue, right? Because right. let's be honest, he was never going to hurt a little girl. He was never going to hurt her. Not at all. Yeah. If this happened in real life, he was never going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. In the story, he was never going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Um, but he saw. He doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Slick doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. So he sees a little girl sitting in the car, honky fucking dory mm-hmm. and he's like i'm gonna cut her head off yeah. and tell her daddy it was your fault right i know you scared of her daddy right on top of being afraid of her father he's attached to her father he's attached to monique this isn't this isn't that to him like he's not just a, a foot soldier who lamar stole from j-lo so how is he attached to monique that's lamar's bitch like 
Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, keep in mind, he and Lamar have been friends since before Lamar went to jail. That's true. That now that part is true. Yeah. That part so is true. okay, so okay, I forget about that. Part. Yeah. So he's known her for a while. For yeah. a long while. Okay. Like they ran the streets as young people together. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you making more sense. So with that. that little girl in his mind is his niece. Is his niece right? Monique so, is his sister in his mind. Right. Right. Let me ask you this: If you're Lamar. Because we saw it was like it was no exchange between them. He basically slick was just like, I got the address on the Flannery boys, but then Lamar walked away. We gotta talk about how you got it. Yeah, but that okay, so if you're Lamar, you mad? You mad that like if I'm Lamar, I'm conflicted. Right. Because you're gonna tell me this story and I'm gonna wanna beat your ass. Yeah. But also you brought my daughter back. I would think that the decision that he made would be the lesser of the two evils. And you should be able to rationalize. First of all, nigga, this is your daughter, nigga. Right. I got my ass whooped behind your daughter, nigga. I found her. Right. I took beatings. They made this because I didn't say nothing. Yeah. I, no, no. I think he's conflicted. I don't think he he hurt Slick because of it. I, if he but does. But I think it's a. I think it's an argument. Right. Yeah. I think it's because keep in mind, Lamar told him to do what he got to do. Yeah. So I think Lamar may have had a plan, probably a really idiot plan, because mm-hmm. he didn't know whether or not Meech was going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. But he probably had a plan. It was like, you should have just trusted me and gone with the plan. You shouldn't have gave nothing up. If there is an argument, I think that's what the argument is. Right. I'm going to be honest, man. Kids, do not try this one at home. This this is not going to work the way it worked on BMF. It's not. You're going to die. Yeah. Somebody's somebody, somebody going to have to kill that little girl to, yeah. to save face. And honestly, the way this episode started with the voiceover when he was walking around the 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 car after he put her in the car and it mm-hmm. was like you know sometimes you gotta tell these lies and you gotta tell more lies to get out of the lie the lie is so big i was like oh my god he gonna have to kill this girl at the end of this episode yeah they didn't really they just did not play into that suspense man no and, I, and to me that was a miss that's a that was a missed opportunity for you to play into that suspense and then like hold us in suspense at the end of the episode like it was just it, you, they dropped the ball but again i think that feeds into your point of waiting to tell these stories because yeah. that little girl's still alive. Yeah. If this actually happened, right? That little girl's still alive, right. and she's my age. Yeah. So if this happened to me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see that on TV. I'd be upset with that. R- right, but I'm not saying show that he killed her. I think show like no, don't don't do any of it. I wouldn't want it up here, period. But if it is, make it look nice. Right. But again, no matter how they choose to, I think that feeds into your point of. Wait to tell these stories. Wait to tell these stories, yeah. right? Um, yeah, because, and even don't like Treasy was saying, don't do this because even if you want to give the kid back, yeah, someone still has to die. No one's gonna forgive you for kidnapping their child. Yeah, that's just absolutely not no one. How it's, that's gonna go? It's there's no band aids on that. There's not. You're not joshing. I was <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Um, all right, so can I, I think we pretty much put the nail in this coffin about Mo just letting everybody call. Mo letting her daughter call everybody family. What did that voicemail mean? That's a great question. I thought about it, then I stopped thinking about it. Because um, that means something. It's, it's a, alluding you, to something. So you were right. Our family's a unit. So. We should stick together. I can't wait for us to be together again. Wait a minute. Is Zoe Meech's daughter? Nah. Can't be right, right? It's always way too old to be Meech's daughter. Keep in mind, Meech is 19. Moe's way too old to be fucking Meech. <laughs> exactly, but I don't know if he could have... Oh, I, oh, yeah. Whoa, he was 9 whoa, or 10. It's a big difference. Yeah, <laughs> what am I thinking? Big difference. Okay. Did it even work at 9 or 10? 
So like, who? So yeah, he was. He said something like, "Our family, you were right. Our family's one hell of a unit." I I don't even know what that means. Fam. That's about his own family. Remember, because she kept saying y'all are dysfunctional as hell or whatever. Oh yeah, talking about his own family. Oh. But he did make. Correct me if I'm wrong. Something alluded to. I can't wait till we're together again. Or we will be soon. Something like that. Right. What did that mean? Because I. I refuse to believe that Monique is dumb enough to take a nigga back who kidnapped her child. Right. Maybe she is. What, but let's operate with her not being that stupid. Okay. So, yeah. So, what did that mean? I mean, is he coming back for her? For, I don't know. Because that's what that would make me think. And now I, I'll come kill you myself. But if you're going to threaten her, why leave it on a, a answer machine? It's the 80s. I don't know what that means. Who cared back in the 80s? She first of all, she unplugged it. It's gone. Yeah, she she right? threw like, that in the fit of rage. Right. Like, so, like you can't just. I mean, you should have took the tape out, pulled the tape, and burned the tape. You don't just throw away the whole machine. But she's I stupid get it. like her father. Um, <laughs> if she knows who her dad is, you know her daughter got three of them things. Oh my god! But yeah, no, that, I want to know what that means. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know what that means. Hopefully, that's not a waste. Yeah, like her relationship with Pat. I think it's safe to say Monique got some good pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got niggas. <laughs> I mean, I think it's safe to say that. I think it's safe to assume that. <laughs> How did? Listen, it's a lot is of that things. Really, a mark of that men who are acting that's overused because they enjoy that. Is that really what that is? Oh, I I would imagine that's a mark of some men. I mean, that's not you know that, that's not how Treasy played. Like you got to play cool even if it's good pussy because you don't want to be doing a wild shit like this. But but okay. Your pussy's so good that you're willing to call her daughter your daughter. Her pussy's so good you're willing to call her daughter well, I your guess, niece. I think in the beginning that... Her pussy's so good that you're willing to, I don't know, like, instead of killing her man, you're willing to... I, like, I don't know. Her pussy's so good. It's got to be. Well, no, killing Lamar gets them nothing. Killing Lamar before all of this should have happened, before all oh, this no, happened, should have been the thing no, to do. Ab- no, absolutely, right? Yeah. But again, like you said, that the Golden Boys never killed anybody. Right. Um, so I don't think that killing Lamar was the right idea mm-hmm. for this particular... Someone steals your ass, you don't kill them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, well I, I don't know. I you mean, kill them after you get it back. Yeah, I guess it depends on how much, but you know. Right. When so, you're strapped trying to make sure you can re-up because you just got yourself... We just quit your yeah, other connect. Right. You don't kill. You want that stash back. Right. Well, yeah. see. Or money. When like, it happened to the when it happened to the uh, Barksdale organization, mm-hmm. they killed niggas. They right? were well. They were a bit more well off as far as money went. Well connected. They, they, yeah. yeah. They, they were a better enterprise. They had Stringer Bell making yeah. the money do what it do. Yeah. Like they know? they had outlets and sources. But Got it. This is a seventeen and nineteen year old. Got it. They don't know shit about shit. That's true. Um, well, you know, I'm sure those chains, maybe you're five grand a piece, maybe. You flashy can, ass <laughs> nigga. That's why you can't go see it Big L now. Yeah. I'm flashy? Well, not quite. You're wearing the same jumpsuit for episode two, but, but I get That's it. That's actually par of the course. A lot of hood niggas. My brother, God bless the dead. We wear the same Adidas velour suit every Fair, week. We used to go up to New York. Uh-huh. He would literally not pack a bag. Uh-huh. We were going for three days. Uh-huh. He knew. Three days, one outfit. <laughs> if if you need it, something new, he went and bought it. That, that's was, some shit Treasy do, but I'm not in the jug game. He was like, nah, I'm going to run 
my brother was not the drugs, okay? Right. God was okay. again. God, he's he's gone, okay. so we're not speaking to him like that. Got it. But he, we would go. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, oh, I'm be outside the whole time anyway. It don't really matter. Right. And he wouldn't come home until the third day. Wow. It's like, nigga, where you been? They're running these streets. In the same fucking jeans and t-shirt I <laughs> left him in. Like, <laughs> so that's part of the course for but, these hood ass niggas. But means you got a rotation. He just he just comes back kind of quick on the rotation. I guess all I'm saying, Jay-Z, what, Jay-Z had a line. He said, uh, I never go broke. My name got two G's. J-I, two G-A. I flipped that, pawned the platinum, and be on the next day. So these niggas, with all, all this money they losing, they didn't want to sell their chains. They could have been right back. Right back in the game. The nigga asked us if we thought he was flashy as he flashed a meat ring covered in diamonds to us. Yeah, man. Boy, fuck you. You think I'm flashy? Nigga, uh, we can see you. Yeah, Kojak. You like, flashy, nigga. The fuck? I'm sorry, Kodak, not Kojak. Yeah, Kodak, you flashy, nigga. We can see you. Yeah. Um, I, That's really all I got for this episode, man. Uh, is there anything that I missed? That's what I'm saying. Like, the episode, well, what I will say is that I like the pace of this episode better than all the rest of them. I really? feel like, yeah, I feel like, because we, we didn't deal with a bunch of different shit. It was like three things. Kidnapping, yeah. The kidnapping, the cop story, and what's happening with, with the, the boy I. Yeah. It's just those the three things. It's <laughs> just those three things, you know, in 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 the, you know what I'm saying, in the yeah. piñata. Now, so so the pacing is a lot bit we're coming back to we're it's a lot of things happening but they're all they're all still in service of one story. I'm going to tell you another thing. Please don't bring Lil Zane back for season 2. Please don't, man. This nigga makes me uncomfortable on screen every time I say, yo, I, yo, no disrespect, Lil Zane. I, yo, I fucked with that 112 song myself. You, oh you my I'm God. cool with you. You good. You all right with me. But that's that. I don't want to see this nigga on screen no more, fam. He is non-believable and he look weird as shit, bro. Like, he don't even look this weird in real life. He looks worse in real life. Oh, does he? He looks unkempt. Okay. I, and yo, and time I, has not been good to him. And I'll say this, man, because maybe that's a you know. And let me let me take some of this insult back because maybe that's a real problem. No, he's, he's well. Ha- he's well. Okay. He's not like he didn't get into drugs or anything. Yeah, he's well. He's fine. Yeah, he's just okay, aging like he, an avocado. Okay, he got to get these jokes. He the only he the only <laughs> black man that's aging in fast forward, like, and it looks very uncomfortable. Him and my nigga. Him and dumbass Boosie. That piece of shit. I rock with Boosie. But that's, Excuse me? that's neither here nor there. Oh, we can fight about that after Boozy, this podcast. Boozy hilarious. I mean, I, he's funny. Let me say that. We I don't, can fight I don't know about what the nigga morality after, is about. We're going to fight about that after this podcast okay. goes Okay, as a fact. Do you have anything else that we didn't cover in this episode? Because I'm pretty much done with it. I think that, again, I'm just really, this episode for me was about setting them up to leave, right? Mm-hmm. This thing with Big L mm-hmm. and Meech not being allowed to, to know, meet, or talk to her mm-hmm. is going to become a point of contention. Oh, you took the word. I was just about to say, do you think it's going to be a point of contention? Like yeah. those specific words. Damn. I think it's absolutely a point of contention. Thinking, thinking I think like. that I think it's going to encourage Meek to calm the fuck down. Meech, excuse me, to calm the fuck down. Okay. Um, But also I think it's, he's going to feel big broed mm-hmm. a little bit and not probably not on purpose by T, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be used to it. And T runs things. It would seem mm-hmm. much differently. Right. And he's not going to be comfortable with it. I think that might be why they end up going two different places. Right. And I guess Big L is the cartel connect that they find. But it, it's going to be interesting to see that play out. Yeah. And especially interesting to see them explain 
how they end up in Atlanta and LA. Or maybe that's, maybe T ends up somewhere else because he's trying to convince LaWanda he's done. I was about to say that we didn't even talk about that conversation with LaWanda. I think that's the, I think that was the seeds being planted for making your own moves on the side. Yeah. You know, so even with his orders, let's say they put, they put in an order for five bricks this episode, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say next time they do an order for five bricks, but then T get two more extra bricks on yeah. the side, maybe with his, with his lawsuit money. Yeah. Well, 25, I don't know if you can get a brick for 25 at this point in time, but I mean, a Benz is 30. So I'd imagine right, that, a, you know, maybe a, a, a brick is probably at least 20. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe it starts happening like that where it's like, OK, this is our order together with our money. Mm-hmm. And then let me buy like two extra bricks on the side for me and my family. You yeah. Know what I'm saying maybe, maybe you start seeing some of that. Maybe. But Meech is definitely not happy with this arrangement. No. But that says a lot that he was he he understood it when it was Pat. But, right. You know, you got to learn how to take the back seat. And I think it's why he had to eat it. Yeah. That is why he had to eat it for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, what say you, man? You ready to get these Rico Awards? Wait, real quick. All right, cool. Where did Rain Man go? He packed up boxes. I don't know. Why? Um, I think... Um, Is that th- what Meech took care of? I think that's what Meech took care of. When they met at the gas station, he was like, yeah, I took care of him, man. Don't worry about it. Okay. I, but, you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe the dude was undocumented. And was right. Like, Yo, I'm, what the fuck do I'm we I'm going to send INS at you. All right, let me hold on. Let me pack up a bit. I don't know that. I feel like that's not ain't nothing gonna come of that. That's a dead end. Yeah. But wow. f- for a fact, Lopez is on Coach's ass. Oh, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. So and, he's gonna um, be a star of next episode. Who coach? I think especially because there's three episodes left, mm-hmm. and I can't see them starting their new lives in this season now with three episodes left. Nah, nah. That's... So we're probably gonna get a coach episode. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I think we're going to get a coach episode. Do you think he just gets, you think he gets arrested or do you think like he escaped like out of time in Denzel? Like he just escapes it by the I don't know. grace of God. I don't know. I think they're, I think both make sense, right? He gets arrested. Then the boys definitely have to leave. Mm-hmm. He knows too much. Okay. Um, Or if he escapes, I mean, sure. But I think that there's going to be a whole episode dedicated to Lopez figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, favorite quote in this episode? I fucking love Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Who was watching cartoons? Me. Me. I, I love, fucking love Bugs Bunny. I fucking love Bugs Bunny. Like, Bitch. all right, that sentence would have played without the fucking. I love Bugs Bunny, you know? Fake gangster. Fucking <laughs> care, you know? Her and his bad weeds. I thought that joke was funny. I fucking love Bugs Bunny. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we good? We good. All right, let's do these Rico Awards. Let's. You said you had some information for me, which is kind of weird, because I never took you for a rat. <laughs> That's funny, coming from a crooked-ass cop. The hell you want from me back? I know you ain't calling me down here to shoot no pool or shave me up. If I give you some info and a nice little chunk of change, you'll work for me? I'm a cop. I work for Ecos. Your paycheck might say that, but you work for Demetrius Flannery. This is a punch, you guys, because we needed a punch in. Why do we need a punch in, sis? We're not, we needed it. We're not going to go back. Because your boy Wilder, when this mic get in front of me, <laughs> like, I just start wilding. Like, wilding for respect all, out here. Saying all types of wild shit. God. 
Um, yeah, we into the Rico Awards. Um, just quick recap. I know if you're listening to it this far, you probably already know what the Rico Awards are. Uh, but we we lay out who we feel like is the most important character and the most important scene in the Rico Awards. We are building cases against this particular episode. Can I go first, Six? Yes. Okay. Without a doubt, Monique is the most important person in this episode. Okay. Because if she wasn't fucking both these niggas, it wouldn't have happened, okay? <laughs> this plan existed because she has the good stuff, okay? You are ridiculous. I, I'm just saying, it's got to be. Please pay attention to him, please. Uh, listen, we're, we're talking about Monique, not Ka- not Arkeisha. Talking about Monique, not Arkeisha. It's a huge uh, difference. Okay. She put her all into this. She let, she put it all on the on the field. <laughs> I'm over you. She left it all on the field in this series. I'm so sick of your shit. Um, but yeah, all jokes aside, to me, she was the most important person this episode. Okay. Um, Lamar has a healthy fear of losing her. Yeah. You know, and I feel like we saw we we're seeing a lot of vulnerability through Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw him legitimately scared, like Cash Doll's about to beat his ass, and he was like. Oh, man, he ain't know how he was gonna tell her, man. Yeah, he like oh, he, he ain't know how he was gonna tell Big Boss Draws that his or he got her daughter. I'm sorry, their daughter kidnapped allegedly. You know, allegedly. So, but uh, I, I mean, I I am in a joking manner, but I'm also not joking. To me, Monique was the most important person this episode because this crime was pretty much hinged around her her vicinity. Like it, it was all in, within her range. Two dudes that she's fucking is beefing, and her daughter got kidnapped because of it. Yeah. So um, that puts it right in the mix of it. Very simple for me. Okay. Most important scene? Mm-hmm. No. What, who's your character? You didn't say yours. Oh, mine is Kato. Okay. For me, all this happened because of Kato. Yes, for sure. Kato told Lamar where the stash was. She's mm-hmm. playing both sides. Um. Kato then did a horrible job at lying on the phone and saying she's by herself. Yeah. Um, Kato continues to be a horrible liar. And now whatever's going to happen next is also going to be surrounding Kato. Mm. So I, I think that everything that happened is a result of her. Of Kato. Yeah. yeah. I, I can fly with that. I can fly with that. Um, okay. So let's go to the most important scene then. Um <sighs> I've got two scenes. Okay. And I don't know which one I should break out. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the less obvious of the two scenes. Um, To me, the most important scene in this episode was the very last conversation between Meech and T. Okay. Um, Because I think we saw... What we saw is a lot of consciousness from southwest t yeah you know we saw a lot of like yo man what are we doing what are we doing yeah you know what i'm saying what are we doing this for what are we doing what's our end game what's the end game you know what i mean and then the and then the thing with the like up to this point mom had plausible deniability i'm guessing she heard them talk about the fact that people have died and girls have been kidnapped and that's the thing that stunned her it wasn't just 
I, I wouldn't imagine she knows what bricks look like, right? She doesn't know what bricks of cocaine look like, but, right? Why are there five bricks in your mama's house? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why you bring the bricks back to your mama. I just don't. I Even just don't. if you live there. I just don't get it. And then how Meech knew you just came home with the bricks and was like, I'm just going to come into the crib. And and, no, nigga, go to sleep. Key in the back door because I just want to see what these bricks look like in the package. I somewhat get that, but I also somewhat do not get that. Why did you sleep? Why you not sleep? But um, but is your assumption that mom heard the conversation? Yeah. See, that's why because the, we saw the the camera started to pan out during the conversation of someone in the hallway. Yeah. To make you believe it was like something nefarious, but right. And it was just and ended the up mama. just being mom. Yeah. That um, I can't express that was to you poor how camera work. Poor, yeah. And you know what's crazy? Okay, I agree. That was poor camera work up until this up until that point. This had the best, like, they had some of the most ambitious shots that were very well done because they were very simple. Okay, I'm going to tell you Even Lopez and um, Coach going up to Rain Man's house. Okay. I at first thought that was um, Lamar and them getting to their parents' house. Stuff like that. It was smooth. But then with this last one, it was dumb as fuck. Oh, gotcha. See, no, the shit I'm talking about is when they, when they, um, when they put, Old boy in the trunk, slick in the trunk. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so that was all done in one shot. It's like the camera, the camera started with the situation, and then T pulled up. The camera went around the car, and then they put him in the trunk. Then the camera was attached to the car and it pulled off. Yeah, the camera was a character in that scene. Yeah, that yeah. happened a couple times in this in this joint where it's like, you know, the the camera basically is. It goes, it's it's like freehand, it's moving around freehand, maybe on a steady cam or something, and then it ends up on an object. Yeah. And, and you know, a car both times. I'll say that's one of the most compelling things about television is that uh is, is the scene that we're talking about is actually yeah. on right now. That's one of the most compelling things about television to me, that um because they have to shoot so much of these shows in a very compact amount of time. It, it what it ends up breeding is a lot of like genius camera work because you have to tell you have to tell entire scenes very fast. So like in doing a scene like this in one take, which albeit they probably did it like five or six times to get the right take, but once you got it, you got it. You don't have to set up like your shot re- reverse shot. You don't have to like you know you don't have to actually set up a bunch of different shots. That's what starts killing your day. Yeah, boom, you just block out the shot, do it all all in one take with camera work. And then, bang, you out the scene. You know what I'm saying? And that's your, and that's your work for the day. And it made I mean? that scene much more dramatic, I feel like. It did. Because, like, the camera being a character, one, T was so cool about it. He was very cool about T, it. T, let me walk in here, walk back out, get this nigga, put him in the car, hear the trunk open, let's go. Very cool about it. And you kind of, I think it got to focus on that. Yeah. It got to focus on the almost stillness and calmness mm-hmm. of what was happening in this what should have been a chaotic situation. Right. Because like you see the niggas in the backseat wilding, yo, we did that shit, we did that. And T's like, nigga, okay. Yeah. Very thought, good. This is what we came here to do. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Up up until that last scene, to me, this this shot, this episode had the best camera work. They did a lot of, a lot Even more. Even in the end. warehouse, the, the way they made use of angles and light in the warehouse. Like, yeah. It was almost, I don't know. Again, I'm not a filmmaker, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that cameras can like move across an axis like that? Because it almost seems like you you look up and then you go over and down like almost yeah those uh they they do those with like technocranes yeah so like they'll have like a big long maybe like a a crane it'll be like maybe 
20 a 20 foot jib arm Mm -hmm. and then the camera is on like a rotating head yeah so so what happens is and then that crane is on wheels so it moves around you know it it can telescope out the arm can telescope out it can go above things come down you know it's very amazing camera work what they can do you know with these cranes and stuff like that and it was a bunch of like really quick shots and quick transitions it was it made it feel as dramatic as what was happening. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and even when they kicked them down in the chairs, like they had the camera, it was, you know, it was Attached. mounted to the chair, yeah. you know, so you kind of feel him falling. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Up until that last scene, this had some, this had the best camera work that I've seen in the season. It's no snowfall, but. It's not. It's got a little ways to go before. Snowfall does some amazing shit. Also first season and yeah. Snowfall's first season. Right. Was we watched them rough. grow. We yeah, watched, we them, watched grow. them grow. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, to me that was the that was the most important scene this episode. Was okay. that, that conversation? What was it for you? For me, it was Cato looking at the window and seeing Meech. That see, that's where I was. That was my second guess. Yeah, yeah, because the jig is up. The jig is up, and she has to know it now, and she can't run either way. Yeah, because for her to go tell Lamar mm-hmm. would mean that she has to tell Lamar that she she had his daughter at one point and didn't mm-hmm. say anything, and for her to go ask Meech means she would have to understand why that was a problem mm-hmm. and question him versus just thinking oh he came he dropped her off he can come to get her right um so that's going to be interesting next episode to see how kato was dealt with you okay you know what's crazy i don't think kato has a clue that she has been i don't think i i wouldn't be surprised let me say it that way i wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't onto the fact that meech is onto her I, I, I really? think I think maybe she's looking at what just happened like, oh shit, Meech came back and got her just in time. Mm-hmm. I don't think she I don't think she's looking at it like, oh wait a minute, Meech watched this nigga come into my house. I don't think she's that dumb. But I could be wrong, like 50-50. Like I don't y- y- I'm not married to it. Right. But I can see what you're saying, but I just don't th- I think that she knows. You think that she knows, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she is pretty smart and she's very quick on her feet. I I fucking love Bugs Bunny. <laughs> she yeah. she's quick on her feet. <laughs> You know? I mean, and again, a 15-year-old probably does love Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I am interested in seeing how her fate plays out because I give her a it gotta smooth be quick. episode and a half left. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get her scalp in my three episodes. Yeah. I'll, I'll be pleased. There you go. I'll be pleased. Um. Uh, That's pretty much it for the Rico Awards, right? Yeah. All right, cool, man. Let's get into these verses. Oh, yeah. That's what I like to see. How the hell you get in here? Spare keys to all that. But you know, since they sleep, I had to come see for myself, baby. Man, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yo, this shit don't ever get old to you, man. Hell no. Nah. Making money rejuvenates my ass. I'm talking about everything, Meech. Me getting shot, J-Mo, Rock, and now we kidnapping little girls and going to war with Lamar? Nigga, that's not our fault. I mean, we ain't do shit to J-Mo and Rock. Nigga, that was all Pat and B. Mickey. That's bullshit, Meech. People are dead because of us. And yeah, we didn't pull the fucking trigger, but we may as well have. Yeah, man, we biking these verses. Bike. Hey, uh, Swiss, Tim, y'all need to cut us a check. Maybe it's the other way around because we just started saying verses. <laughs> right, that's true. Because it literally cut. used to speed. There's a whole lyric for that. I know. I, we, I, had to sw- I had to think on my feet. I fucking love Bugs Bunny. I, had to, I, had, to, I had to switch up on my feet. To- I feel like this... I don't feel like I'm very certain this podcast is going to become important. So let's just call it, there's a lyric for that. There's a lyric for I'm that. I'm not giving Swiss or Tim any money. We, we ain't got to. We Virginia, man. We we got birthrights to that name. You tell Timberland that. <laughs> I will. Right before I got there, still his hard drive. 
right. So, so whose lyrics are we using today for today's episode? Today is a DMX day. Um, hey, rest in peace to the dog. God bless the dead. Yeah. Only because these niggas did some gritty ass shit. Uh-huh. They played with it in the, in the show, but uh-huh. if you or I had produced a particular episode, right. The whole everything would have been had red lighting, right? I um, mean, it could have. They had the opportunity to go full on X is coming, right? In this whole episode, so I was like, hmm, we're gonna talk about niggas doing shit that's wild, but somehow we still love them, right? Let's talk about DMX. That's good. I was secretly, I know there was no way in the world you're gonna pick them because you you may not not have ever heard of this group. Okay. I was hoping you would pick Lep Bogus Boys. Okay. Okay. So LEP Bogus Boys, I think LEP stands for Low End Professionals. They were like this group, Count and Mooney, is these two dudes from Chicago mm-hmm. that were, they were some of the hardest niggas of all time. They they were like what Griselda is like 10 years ago. They I don't think they put out as much material as Griselda, but in terms of like just like, like older niggas that talked about that crime shit, but it sounded really sexy, they was that. And it sounded very real. But I, I think since they've kind of stopped fucking with each other and yada, 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 all of that. But they had a song called Trading Places. Okay. That was really dope. It's a really dope song. It's a short song. But it's basically about a nigga kidnaps one dude's mama and then to, for a ransom. And instead of dude paying the ransom, he pays somebody to find out where his mama stayed. He kidnapped his mama. Oh, that actually would have been perfect. It's called yeah. Trading Places. So. Yeah. I, so I was, in my brain, I was like, I hope Six pick, picks L.E.P. Bogus Boys, but that was just ridiculous. You could have just told me to. I know, but, I, you know, where's the fun in that, Six? No, touche. It's like you not knowing my name <laughs> when I come in here. There you go. All right, well, since you picked DMX, I would love to hear your DMX verse first. Okay. Um, I'm doing DMX, Here We Go Again, and only because X is coming, it's way too violent. Um, but yeah, I'm doing one of the last verses from that song. So. I should have followed my first instinct, because I knew sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Now this nigga's fucking with the competition. A grateful motherfucker should have got a miss. This nigga got the nerve to take my kindness for a weakness. Got to get back on some street shit so I can creep this rat. When I act, take one, set him up, take two, get him there, take three. Get him done. Was it hard for me to get him where I wanted him? Confronted him. There was a bullet in one of them. So I picked that song because both Lamar and Meech was supposed to kill niggas okay. when they first thought, right? Right. Lamar was supposed to go ahead and choke out Tiny. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Slick did him a disservice by stopping him. By stopping him, right. That's true. Because now you have a bigger problem. Because. Tiny and Meech have the understanding. I'm never going to ask you to do anything about loyalty. Mm-hmm. It's business. Right. It's just business. I'm here to give you money and you give me crack. Mm. That's it. And it seems that a lot of the 12th Street boys feel that way. Mm. And with Lamar spiraling the way, he's going to lose his shit. Mm-hmm. Losing Monique and his daughter. He's not getting them back. Right. He can kiss that. That, that yeah, ship is sailed. That's gone. So he's going to lose his shit. Mm-hmm. Which in turn, he's going to be so focused on this that the business is going to fall to the wayside. Mm. And that's going to be his downfall of not having a Terry to remind him, business, my boy. Mm-hmm. So he should have killed him. So he should have killed him. Um, and Meech was supposed to kill Cato when he realized with his own two eyes and one brain mm-hmm. that it was her who told Lamar what to stash at. Yeah. Yeah. Like, niggas, y'all sell drugs. Yeah. Drop a body or two. Let's right. just, come on. Right. Niggas, sometimes people got to die. He had to be sure, though. And I think this episode was to make sure that he was sure. 
nigga. It could have went bad. If it looked like a duck <laughs> and it sound like a duck, yeah. Aflac, bitch. Like, <laughs> get it the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's good. Good point. Very good point. Um, All right. I'm not mad at that. I feel like that was fitting. You made your case for it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick a verse that actually the lyrics really have nothing to do <laughs> with it's 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 a weird place okay because it's like the lyrics don't really have anything to do with what happened this episode okay but it's kind of the feeling of like it's the right mindset it's the right mindset that i believe um encapsulated to me what this episode really did and um and that was dmx's verse from 20 uh 24 hours to live off mace's album 24 left until my death so i'm gonna waste a lot of life but i'll cherish every breath i know exactly where i'm going but i'm gonna send you there first and with the shit that i'll be doing i'm gonna send you there worse i've been living with a curse and now it's all about to end but before i go say hello to my little friend but i got to make it right reconcile with my mother try to explain to my son to my girl i love her see for one did a so the reason why I picked that verse, and like I said, the lyrics, I mean, yo, X was wild in, in 24 Period. Hours to Live, okay? Period. When you really go back and listen, especially very early X, he was wild. He was hogtie. Hogtie? I don't even know how to hogtie. You're bringing up a lot of unsavory characters today. I mean, listen, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> the, yeah, he, he had a lot of uh, he had a lot of unresolved issues in the first album. And, uh, and a lot of them he resolved in the streets. But this particular verse, 24 Hours to Live, um, I think it spoke to desperation, right? Yeah. I think that's what, you know, the whole song was about. Like, if I only had 24 hours to live, these things that I would do to sort of like, you know, whatever. Because it's, it's, it's my last attempt at life. Um, and I feel like DMX's verse, Ooze Desperation, I feel like Meech Ooze Desperation. So, you know, he kind of... Yeah. You know, develop this. Even though his plan had tentacles and I think it had like real utility with what he was trying to do, they were still an air of desperation. He needed he needed that work and he was willing to blow up everything to get it, you know. But I also think that Lamar was willing to blow up everything to get his oh, daughter yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Dangerous place to be where everybody's willing to risk it all. Yes. Desperation is a very, very tricky place. And in, in DMX's verse, he strapped C4 to his, to his, to his, to his, uh, to his body and ran up in city hall. Apparently. Allegedly. I love DMX so much. <laughs> yeah. I do. I've always loved him, but my God, what a tortured soul. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, very, um, very visceral his lyrics are man you, you know a lot of anger issues um so it seemed if the lyrics were any indicator yeah but yeah that that to me is um what this spoke to you know he was it was even moments in there he was like uh try to reconcile with my mother tell my girl to you know tell, tell my, her i love her tell, yeah. yeah tell everybody you know tell them i love her uh i think there was airs of that in this too especially when you think about like that 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 voice message on the answer machine. Right, which I still you know, just don't get. Which you brought up a good point. I don't, I don't really get it either. But yeah, man, desperate. And even like, even um the cop, even coach, you know, he's desperate. Like he about to blow everything up. Oh, yeah. You know, looking for that earring. You, think you know going what down. I'm saying? Like, um, so desperation is kind of, was kind of the theme of this to me. Um, I, I think we did a six. Very, yeah. very efficient episode. I didn't think we were gonna do it that efficiently, but we did. Yeah, we did it, man. Didn't, Proud of us. Didn't, didn't look at linger us. around. To, look at us. Who thought we'd be here? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Not me. What was is that Kevin Hart or no? Who was that? That was some white boy. Uh, no. Not me. Who thought we'd be here? Not me. 
it was the, uh, the white boy on um the the hot wings game. Oh yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. Paul Rudd. That's yeah. who it was. Look at yeah, us. yeah. Look at, Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> we thought we'd be here, huh? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Um, that's going to do it for BMF episode five. Obviously, catch us next week for episode six. Uh, if you are into succession, yes, we are dropping succession episodes for entire season three. Uh, we are dropping those every Thursday. At this point right now, if you're listening to this, episode one is currently out and episode two will be out in the next few days. Uh, if you haven't watched Succession and you have HBO, you should. I highly recommend you. You are get missing it to out, it. my friend. Yeah, if you think this is stressful and, and you know high alert and <sighs> politics and all that stuff, street politics, take all of those, take all of these same ethics and apply it to your dad. And oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> you know, because it gets crazy in Succession. I'm very glad um, I get a week to watch that one because it usually takes me about that long. It takes you some time. God, yeah, people yeah. are stupid. Those are thick. Uh, Six, do you have our socials for them? Yes. So on Twitter, we are Grams of Snow. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, we are Grams of Snow Pod. Come say hi to us. Yeah, come say hi. And I will retweet the gentleman I told you guys about who does all the really cool um, info threads about different black drug dealers and street gangs. Oh, yeah. Ed, right? No. <laughs> it was ED something? ED is Pat. Oh, oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. I forgot. I forgot. Vic Damone. Or what'd you say? The Val guy Town? Hey, Val Town. There you go. Vic the Damone. <laughs> That's like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I think. The hell? Uh, Vic Damone. That's a pretty smooth name, though. That's from Rush Hour. Vic Damone? We told everybody his name was Vic Damone Jr. Oh, well, that's, so that's a reference to an older movie, and that movie is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, there sure. was a character named Vic Damone. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. 32. I forget. I forget. Um, Bet that, man. We'll uh, catch us next week for BMF Episode 6, Grams of Snow. Bye, friends. This has been an On Ear Network production.